For a great cup of troll, there's one thing you should know Your morning brew can also be playful Buff boy brewing guys make the temperature rise And you surely feel naughty when you swallow our coffee If you want some real heat Give your mouth a fine treat You will want some more, rest assured Buff boy brewing, you can't get It's time for The Scribble, your weekly fix of celebrity chats, bizarre stories in the news, and basic random chatter with best-selling author and syndicated radio host, Jeremy Bradley. Make sure your seat is in the upright and locked position and your barf bag is securely in place. Here's Jeremy Bradley. Thank you very much, Larson. Jeremy Bradley here. This is The Scribble, and thanks for tuning in at thescribbleshow.com and on SoundCloud and iTunes. It is, we're getting into this habit of me calling out the date at the beginning of the show. It is January 26th, 2018. We're gearing up for another awards show this weekend. You know, last week it was the Screen Actors Guild Awards. My God, when will Hollywood just get over itself? Right, because the the Golden Globes kicked off at the beginning of the year. That was January 7th, if I'm looking at the calendar correctly. Then you get one weekend off. You get the 14th off, um, which I guess also was a holiday weekend for MLK uh, Day. And then the 21st is the SAG Awards. The 28th is the Grammys. The next Sunday is the Super Bowl. So you know, when you get into that, you get into that exhaustion from the holidays. You just want to have that Christmas, New Year's break. And you kind of want to ease into the new year. Well, for an entertainment reporter, it's just, you don't get a break. We're working the regular Monday to Friday thing. And the, actually, I work Monday to Thursday. I'm not going to lie. Uh, no, Monday to Friday. Sometimes I even, Monday's a toss up. Uh, but, you know, you add in weekends now too. And I often get asked, by the way, if, um, if we're going to cover like things like the Oscars or the Grammys or anything like that on this show, and the answer is no. And quite honestly, when you think about it, there you just have to know when you will lose a battle. And when it comes to audiences, I know that we're not going to get as many as Ryan Seacrest on the red carpet. I know, like, there's just no, there's no chance. And and the big stars are going to pass us by anyway because we're going to get stuck at the very end of the red carpet, just like at the AMAs. I think I, I ranted about that here on the show. So it, it's it's just it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money. In all honesty, it really is. The novelty of covering red carpet events, by the way, for me has worn off. We started doing them for our syndicated radio shows back in. Oh, God, 2010, I believe. 2011 as well. 2011, I think we were doing the most. We were doing them like every two months. And it was just, it was so expensive. It was a waste of time flying from Canada to LA all the time for like a one hour, two hour event and and have all this extra work. And, and it just, it lost its luster. I'm not going to say that it wasn't fun. And it's kind of a thrill when you can be this guy from Canada who started out in his parents' basement so many years ago to then mingling with the stars. You know, the other week when uh, Betty White's 96th birthday happened, that, that sort of every year takes me back to just sort of um, thinking about those moments and those experiences. And, and I sit there and go, wow, I've done some really cool stuff for my job and I've achieved a lot of great things in my career. And you kind of move on to the next thing, you know. I, I We went to the AMAs in November. It was, again, our, it was actually our first Hollywood red carpet in about, it was five years, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it's kind of fun. You get into the moment, and then we get all these YouTube, quote-unquote, stars, and, and that's who we had. And, you know, it was, I was angry. I was mad. I don't think I expressed it really on the radio because, 
you know, you're supposed to just be thrilled that you got there. But I know a lot of the reporters that are stuck on the end of the red carpet, and I'm we're often put with bloggers and, you know, gossip people, where it's like we're actually producing a two-hour syndicated radio show, and they don't see it that way. Television is, is where it's at. So, nevertheless, uh, the Grammys handed out on Sunday. Follow along with my live tweets all night, at Jeremy D. Bradley, at Jeremy D. Bradley. And uh, see, now I'm revved up and I'm ready to go. So there's lots to talk about. More coming up on The Scribble right after this. Who are the Kardashians feuding with now? What did that little thug Justin Bieber do this time? Who's getting hitched? And who's headed for Splitsville? Hear the latest celebrity news and gossip every day on Entertainment Wrap-Up. The good, the bad, the ugly, but mostly the ridiculously hilarious. It's all recapped in this daily segment at entertainmentwrapup.com. Have a laugh at the expense of the rich and famous when they take themselves way too seriously. It's three minutes of time-wasting fun at entertainmentwrapup.com. Check out Entertainment Wrap-Up at entertainmentwrapup.com. Brought to you by Speak Free Books. Jeremy Bradley here on The Scribble. Funny story for you. Last weekend at a park not that far from my house, some people were setting off fireworks and I have two dogs, as you might know if you've listened to the show for any length of time or seen my tweets or social media posts, what have you. And I just can't get the dogs to stop barking at the stupidest things, okay? So I get, you know, last fall, my house, somebody attempted to break into my house when I was home. And so when the dogs heard something outside, I was naturally yelling it to them, shut up, shut up, shut up. And then realizing that, hey, they're actually trying to tell me something. So for a few months, I kind of cut them some slack and was on edge at the same time because, again, somebody was trying to break into my house and then the dogs heard that and were just doing what dogs do, right? But then I kind of think it's hard for me to leave windows open at night when I go to sleep because, again, they'll hear something. It's mainly one of them. He hears something in the back lane, so he starts to do the... Or if it's something just loud enough, he'll bark and scare the crap out of everybody and the whole house is awake at this point. So it's it's maddening when he'll hear the rustling of trees and he starts barking like crazy. Or he'll hear a loud car going by, bark, 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 bark. Or just, just something. Maybe a car door, a car door from six houses down. Bark, 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 bark. So fast forward, like I said, to last weekend, and people are setting off fireworks in the park. Sounds like gunshots, right? Bang, bang, bang. And there's some sizzling. I don't know what kind of, I don't know anything about fireworks or what they're called, but the ones that kind of crackle and sizzle. And then there's bang, bang, bang again. Doesn't get up. The dog just lays there, is sleeping through it, and I'm sitting there going, how are you not freaking out and barking at something like that? How does that not get you going? It does not make sense to me. I don't get it. Now, again, they're not bark dogs that bark at everything. And one of them really doesn't and, and hasn't. But for some reason, this one. A loud car coming by. A plastic bag rustling. Or just, again, something... The leaves rustling in the wind. He's barking at that. Fireworks. Somebody could be shooting at the house... He's, and I, I live in Canada, so that doesn't happen. But no bark. No bark for fireworks. No bar But, yeah. Somebody sneezes a half a mile away. Barking. 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 And again, it's the worst thing in the middle of the night, though, right? Because he'll hear something. 
car door slam at three in the morning, three houses down, bark, 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 scares the crap out of you, heart's racing, can't get back to sleep now. What do your dogs do? What do your pets do that annoy you? Live at jbonair.com is the email address. Live at jbonair.com. Ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it? That's a load of crap. Speak free with jb.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB and speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them, too. Have a rant or a rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now. Jeremy Bradley here on The Scribble. A few times on this show, I have gone on a rant about people on social media, right? I've talked about selfies. I've talked just about a bunch of things. The whole showing your love for somebody, wishing my mom a happy birthday. Meanwhile, she's not on social media, has never logged on to Twitter, never seen Facebook, but happy birthday, mom. And so I, I that's, there's just so many things I don't get about social media. And so there's this whole blocking thing. I'll tell you what I'm getting at because, again, if you spend a lot of time on social media, you might understand exactly what I'm about to tell you. So we do our entertainment show every day and we tweet out the headlines in the morning and you can click and you can listen to the show. And I guess what happens is if people are mocking celebrities, it's not uncommon for them to go and block them. We've heard about Donald Trump doing it. He, he blocks people that bash him or say things about him and he can do whatever he wants. I mean, there's that whole debate about he can't because he's the president and blah, 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 blah. But so let's just say another celebrity. Case in point, Bill Cosby. So... You know, he was going through that trial and I made some jokes or we were even just did it as a headline because the entertainment headlines that we we tweet the headline. We're not tweeting, calling him, you know, all these. Oh, I think we did. Actually, we called him a predator one time. So so it makes sense now that Bill Cosby has blocked me on Twitter. And I didn't realize that because uh, I guess if you're trying to do their name at Bill Cosby, you won't be able to find them then if they've blocked you is from what I understand is how it works. So when we were trying to do a subsequent headline, they're like, well, you're at Bill Cosby isn't working. Like, why isn't it coming up as a match to his name? So then we just do at Bill Cosby and do a search and it says that he's blocked you. So some people take that as a badge of honor. I've seen people say that you know, blocked by Trump and, and they're proud of that. And I guess, again, if you've got nothing else going for you, congrats, big guy. But it, it seems to be like a club where you want to be blocked by certain people. And it's like, yeah, he noticed me and he blocked me. Okay, cool. So, and I didn't realize, I didn't think that people would block me again because I don't, I don't go on those attacks of people. I have blocked people when they've ripped into me for, I'll wish somebody happy Canada day. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, your freedoms are being taken away. And how do you like those refugees your prime minister is welcoming? And I'm like, that has nothing to do with anything. I'm just wishing you happy Canada day, you troll. And I didn't know what a troll was until just recently. But anyway, so there's this politics of... Somebody blocks you, okay, do you then go and block them in return? Do you know what I mean? So let's say, so Bill Cosby blocked me. Do I now go into, well, I'll show him and I'm going to block him right back. People do this apparently. I didn't, I didn't know this. And I'm sitting there going, why would I then go and block Bill Cosby? That doesn't make sense to me. He's already blocked me, so he wants nothing to do with me. 
fat chance that he's going to start to creep me and start looking at my profile. Either either way, what do I care? Like, it's out there. It's in the public. So, but do you do that? So you were blocked by so-and-so. So then you go and block them right back. Yeah, you show them who's boss because they can't see you anymore anyway. I don't, I don't get it. Well, I just, I f- I'm fascinated by these things that people do on social media. So send me an email, live at jbonair.com. And were you offended when you were blocked by somebody? Did it just devastate you? Because I've seen that too, where, you know, relationships are broken up, mostly with teenagers. They're broken up because they blocked me. Or, oh, that's how you know your friendship is over is because the person blocks you. And I just think that it's so juvenile. But again, I don't get into social media that much. But again, so somebody blocks you, do you go and block them right back? Do you get that revenge block out of the way? Live at jbonair.com. It's never too early to start thinking about your next holiday. Have you checked out Mexico recently? From tequila tasting, swimming with horses, to ziplining through the jungle, and watching whales and dolphins in their natural habitat, Puerto Vallarta has it all. Visit Mexico.jbonair.com to see all the fun PV has to offer. That's at Mexico.jbonair.com for hundreds of photos, interviews, and videos from around the tourist hotspot. Check out Mexico.jbonair.com for all the fun. That's Mexico.jbonair.com. Jeremy Bradley here on The Scribble. Thanks for tuning in at thescribbleshow.com and on SoundCloud and iTunes. How's it going today? Thank you for listening to this podcast. Whether it's on iTunes or any other platform, I do appreciate your time. Send me an email, live at jbonair.com, live at jbonair.com. So I spent some time on YouTube the other day. And and again, this is one of those things where I understand how people have ADD because I'm doing a search for such and such video and I find that, but then there's the suggestions on the side that are related or something similar and then you end up spending three hours on YouTube when you really just wanted to watch a two-minute video. You've, it's happened to you. Don't lie. Don't give me that crap. You know it's happened to you. And so I then start to just see other things that are related to what I was actually watching. And there, there's a, I'm not going to name names, but there's a celebrity that did like a regular sort of a YouTube kind of a channel, let's say. And there was somebody who was obviously very into that celebrity, like idolized that celebrity big time and then did their own version of it. Okay. So let's say that it's, it's not Jerry Seinfeld, but you know how like he does that thing in cars, right? So what I'm getting at is then the fan went and did something, let's say on a bus, but it's the same sort of idea. So they're a big Jerry Seinfeld fan and they go and do that. Okay. So, so it's a person who's watching the celebrity and they have, the celebrity has their little gimmicky shtick thing. And so the person went and made their own. And the person took it so serious. I don't remember the name. That's why I'm just saying the person. The guy took it so seriously that he felt that it was an actual major production. And he had set up in his bedroom. He was calling it the studio. And he's sitting on his bed and he's interviewing and he's chatting with his friends, just like this celebrity was doing in in their casual uh, broadcast or their show. And so the guy is again really taking it seriously and he's got he's talking about the set and everything and and it's like it's a picture of your bedroom bedroom buddy like it's it's just your it's your parents basement like that's what we're looking at and then he was writing the script and he was doing interview questions for his friend and and then he showed the the camera which was a digital camera just on a tripod 
and he's got his cue cards that are taped underneath and again is showing you his point of view of taking pictures of that and I'm again I'm sitting there going wow you're really into like you're thinking this is an actual show and he's got you know like 50 views of his video that were posted two years ago so you know maybe about the same listenership as this but no so it was very it was funny to me it was fascinating that he was in this world that he is doing a show and don't get me wrong I did the same thing when I was a kid. I pretended that I was hosting a TV show and I didn't even have a camera. It was just me laying in, or sitting in bed talking as though I was David Letterman and interviewing celebrities and whispering you know, to celebrities that weren't even there. I did that as a kid, but that's a kid. And so here's this guy who I don't know exactly how old. He wasn't super old, but probably at least early 20s. And he's doing this as it's a show. So then he's got, you know, the debut and he's got a logo and he's done all these things and he's got Christmas lights in the background as well. That's, you know, it's a big time set when you've got Christmas lights and he's talking with his friends and they're giggly and it's like, all right, cool. And so he did six or sorry, he did five episodes and that was the wrap of the first season. That's the first season of the show is done. And again, I was like, wow, you really think that, you know, the television business now too because you're calling it a season and you've wrapped now typically a tv season they'll order six shows or 10 or whatever it is so he was a little bit off on the five that's that's usually when the shows are canceled is on the fifth episode no they're canceled on the second for the most part but anyway so then he's talking about season two and he's gearing up for season two and again, and that was going to be launching like a month later. So again, the TV biz, though, is something like, you know, you wrap the season after 13 episodes, 20 episodes if it's a sitcom, 22 perhaps, and then you kind of wait until next year or later in the year. It's not a new season just because you're starting it a, a week later, a month later. I don't I don't get. And then are these being released on a DVD box set? Like season one is coming out and then season two. So, so... It was interesting for me to see the progress because I, I read somewhere that even like if it's coming to uh, podcasting or any kind of uh, new hobby that somebody picks up and, and wants to do. So maybe even blogging or whatever that sometimes most people will give up by about the 10th episode or the 10th column or whatever it is. If they don't get that traction or the audience they wanted or the notoriety and the TV deal offer, right? And so, you know, for us, we've done a hundred and some podcasts and I've been on the radio for 11 years. So for me, it started out as a hobby, but always with the business element of it, it was if I'm not, it's not making money, then forget it. I'm not doing it anymore. But so this guy had three seasons under his belt. And so I'm scrolling through the tweets to see, because again, he was very revved up about it. And the tweets were all within about six months of each other. So he's recorded three seasons, in quotation marks, three seasons of shows in a matter of six months. And so it's just it was this fantasy world, but it was just so fascinating. And I think what's really... I guess there's a bit of a genuine part of it, too, is that he's really into it, and he really thinks that people care about it. And I'll be honest, you know, I've written a book that people didn't care about, and I've done projects that you know, I thought were going to be huge and that people were just going to be clamoring for and they just flopped. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not mocking that, but I'm just saying like, it was just this fictitious world that he's created a studio and a set. And it's, it's, I, I applaud the creativity. Don't get me wrong that I will absolutely applaud that. I would applaud my eight year old nephew doing it, but a 20 some year old who I'll use the word delusional, perhaps, I guess, maybe that's not being very polite, but uh, I don't know. What was the outcome that you were hoping for this? 
I really there's a, I don't remember the name, but I would love to track him down and even just talk and say why why what happened? Why did you get canceled after the third season? And he probably did cancel call it canceling it. He probably called it a cancellation when he stopped doing it. Why? Because his mom took away his camera or something. I don't know. What would be the legitimate cancellation of something that you're filming in your parents' basement? And it's like Wayne's World, but not really a thing. I guess Wayne's World wasn't really a thing either. It was a sketch, right? But anyway. So the whole YouTube thing is just, it's comical to me. And then you've got these people who are called YouTube stars. Or YouTube stars, because they've got it. And and I say the same thing about people on on Twitter and everything who have tens of thousands of followers because they've taken off their shirt and every post is just pictures of their physique. Well, okay, so, so you're you're getting the numbers that you want, but what is the ultimate, what are you trying to accomplish with this? What's the ultimate goal here? I don't know. And, and then when I do have comments like this, people will go around and go, oh, well, he's got a bigger audience than you, and oh, he's got a better body than you. And it's not that at all. Trust me, if I wanted that kind of a body, I would be out... I would be working out and doing the selfies with my headphones in the gym mirror and all that. But I, I don't care. That's not me. If you agree with me, I'd love to hear from you. Live at jbonair.com. Isn't it crazy that you wait for payday, but before you know it, you're strapped for cash again. It's time to stop blowing your money and become a smart spender with the book, The Official Guide to Being an American Cheapskate at CheapskateBook.com. Learn simple ways to cut costs at home every day and during special times of the year. Don't go broke at Christmas. Don't remortgage the house for a fancy vacation. The book is filled with tips to save you money throughout the year. Check out the best-selling book, The Official Guide to Being an American Cheapskate at CheapskateBook.com or on Amazon and iTunes. Jeremy Bradley here back on The Scribble. Thanks for tuning in at thescribbleshow.com and on SoundCloud and iTunes. A couple years ago, I wrote a newspaper column saying that I think that some of those traditions that you had years ago, generations ago, are not the same anymore. Here's what I mean. When I was in junior high, I remember the girls in our class were all about picking out their wedding dress and knowing all that other, you know, every detail about their wedding was already planned and they weren't even out of their teens yet. They weren't even in high school and they knew exactly what they were going to wear to their wedding, what their first dance was going to be, presumably what Backstreet Boy they were going to marry, you know, that whole kind of thing. Now, when you fast forward to 2017, it seems to me, now I'm not a teenager, I'm not in school, I'm not a girl, but it seems to me Right? This is observation slash opinion, not definite fact or generalization. But it seems to me that a lot of the girls and teenage boys, it's very sexually charged. So it's about partying and having a good time and getting messed up and getting wasted and streaming it on Facebook. And, you know, it's like a badge of honor. And I don't think that that was happening as often or with as many people when I was growing up. So times have changed there. But I just think that you don't hear very many youngsters talking about marriage, at least seriously. Yeah, you hear little girls talking, I'm going to marry, marry Justin Bieber, blah, blah, blah. No, reality here, right? So I don't know how important marriage is to people anymore. To my generation, to people in their 30s and 40s, yes. That's because, And I don't know if it's because that's how you were raised, that's what you are brought up with, that's just what people were doing at the time. So case in point, then again, something would be like church. We hear all these people say that they believe in God and they pray. All right, that's one thing. But church, is it, and I, I'll i be honest with you, I haven't gone to church in maybe 30-some years, aside from it being you know a wedding or funeral or what have you. But in terms of like a church worship service, no, I haven't. Because I don't care. I don't have, when you look at today's world, let's be honest, to spend 
two hours of your waking time away from your phone or doing or being all about you, people aren't likely to do it. Yeah, you can go to a concert, you can go to a theater production, you can go to whatever, and that's fine. But for church, how many youngsters these days, and again, I could be wrong because I don't go to church, so I would love to hear from you live at jbonair.com if I am in fact wrong, but... I do have some family members that go to church and I've had a discussion with them and they say, well, you know, it's kind of the older crowd and they've got some of them, some of the newer, like the immigrants that come to the country and they, they still are very uh, faith driven and they pray and they, they do all that kind of stuff. So it's great. I'm not saying that people that do it are stupid. That's not my point at all. I'm just saying it seems like it's on the way out. It is not as important to people anymore. Maybe there's apps for the Bible now that, you know, you don't have to go to church and you can just get it on your phone. And so I don't know. I would love to hear your thoughts on this because it seems like times are changing and, and people don't have the same interests anymore, the same priorities. So is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? I'm not sure. When you think about faith and how people were so religious and going to church and being like that, was there as much crime? Was there as much divorce? Was there as much all of this stuff in the world? Can we say that there's a correlation between the two of them where people are being open and, and loving God and, and prayer and all that other stuff compared to now people not doing it? I don't know. Like I said, I've never been an incredibly religious person before, so I'm certainly not preaching the Bible and preaching that. But it's just it's something to think about because it does make you wonder where uh, people like where where things fall nowadays and where they don't fall and maybe maybe if people did go to church more and 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 church can be for any number of things it could be that you believe in God and the word of the Bible and all these things or it could just be that you want to go and be at peace and you want to have sort of an escape it could be that as well again I could be completely wrong on this but I would love to know your thoughts live at jbonair.com live at jbonair.com Ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it? That's a load of crap. Speak Free with JB.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB and speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them, too. Have a rant or rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now. Jeremy Bradley here on The Scribble. Thanks for tuning in at thescribbleshow.com and on SoundCloud and iTunes. When I was a student, when I was a kid growing up, uh, we had two months off from school in the summer. I think a lot of kids still have that. My mom was a teacher, so she was also off for two months. And uh, when you have a job, though, you're lucky to get two weeks off for vacation. Some places will give you three months. And then I guess depending on how long you've worked at the place, you could end up having four or five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, and it could go on up from there. But are you able to take all of that time at once? Probably not. So anyway... I had the idea or the thought that if high school is supposed to be gearing you up for adulthood and, and getting you ready for things, that two months off is just not reasonable. And at that point, like when I was in high school, they were already teaching us like if you're late for if you're late for class, you have detention, like even one minute, 
You have detention after school or the next morning. You cannot go back to that class until you've served the detention. Now, I think about it going, all right, well, then I've got the day off of, uh, of that class. I've got another hour and a half to myself. But you were just deathly afraid to be late. So you would be booking it down the halls, literally running down the halls to make it before the bell. And that's how they groomed you because they said, if you're a grown-up and you're showing up to work late every day, every other day, you're not going to keep your job. You're going to get fired. Now, that was a great lead-up to adulthood. Now, again, some places, yeah, obviously everybody, every job, every boss wants you to show up on time, but there are some places where it's lax and you can, you come in five minutes late every day and it's not a big deal. But the purpose is to make you a responsible adult. So to give you then two weeks off in the summer, to me is just, I think it's unreasonable. So I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I realize that people just do it. School divisions, provinces, states, wherever you live, that's just how it is. But is that, I don't know, is it right? What do you think? Send me an email, live at jbonair.com. Because I think when you're 16, 17, 18, and you're in your final years of high school, and you're ready, sometimes you already have a part-time job when you're in school. So why why is it the two months off? Is it necessary? Now, again, my mom was a teacher, so it's not like we got two months off of freedom. My mom was home every day with us. So... I looked at different, but I was also one of those kids that I loved school and I wanted to go back. I didn't need the two months. I would have, I was bored out of my face after a week or two. And I know my mom actually kind of feels the same way. Uh, when I was working from home every day, my own house, she would be calling it like every day because she was just bored wanting somebody to talk to, wanting something to do. So I don't know. What do you think about having two months off when you're a young kid, when you're in school? Is it necessary? And here's the deal is that for some people, it probably costs you even more because now you've got to pay for daycare or whatever it is for two months now at the same time. I would love to hear if you're a parent and you've got kids, do you agree with having two months off in the summer? Or do you think that it should be kind of treated like a business, like a job where you get your two weeks off and that is kind of it? Send me an email, live at jbonair.com, live at jbonair.com. And I can't stand kids. So the, the more time they're off the public, off the streets, they're not in public and they're, they're locked away in classrooms and things, that works for me. I appreciate that. But I don't know. I would love to hear your thoughts. Whether you have kids or not, chime in. Chime in on the discussion. Send me an email, live at jbonair.com. We hear you chirping. Get scribbling. Tweet up the scribble at the Scribble Show. Join the discussion with Jeremy Bradley. It's all going down right now on Twitter at the Scribble Show and at thescribbleshow.com. We're out of time. Talk to you next week. Bye bye, everybody. Want more scribble? Check out the scribbleshow.com for past shows, celebrity interviews, cheapskate tips, and more. That's at the scribbleshow.com and on Twitter at the Scribble Show. The Scribble is a speak free media presentation. If you want some real heat, give your mind.